listeners and welcome to Random Talks episode 4. I am Sanskriti Vani. Well, in the previous episode, we talked about teamwork. But not always and not everywhere we work in teams. At places, we meet people who do not cooperate with us at all. They try to create obstacles in our work. In today's episode, let's talk about them. And as usual, I would not be doing it alone. Meet my co-host, Maitreya. Hello, dear listeners. My name is Maitreya and I have been really looking forward to do an episode which I am very much excited about. So, Sanskriti, let's get started. Yes. We all have been listening to stories since our childhood. Every story, be it a race between a rabbit and a tortoise or a war between the Pandavas and the Kauravas, every story has two elements, the protagonist and the antagonist. Sanskriti, sorry to interrupt, but I think let's use simpler terms, the hero and the villain. Most of us likes the heroes, but I am personally more fascinated by the villains. This character spices up the story by creating a conflict. The villains give a chance to to the heroes to showcase their heroism. Yeah, and villains are so much a part of any story that these days it is hard to imagine a story without villains. Even cartoon shows have villains these days. Remember Captain Hook from Jack and the Neverland Pirates? I have always adored that character. I mean, look at how persistent he is. In spite of failing every single time, he does not lose hope. He comes up with a new plan again. He has a relatively low IQ, yet he has dominance on his subordinate. We all should learn something from him, shouldn't we? Yes. Captain Oak reminds me of other child antagonists of the cartoons, like Jian from Doraemon, Kalia from Chota Bean, Amara from Ninja Hattori. All these characters are too innocent to be villains. Yeah. For instance, Cinderella, the most iconic fairy tale, has three villains. A stepmother and two sisters. My favorite cartoon villain was the old witch who locked Rapunzel in the tower. Do you remember that? Well, not really, because when I was a child, I was much interested in Power Rangers and Pokemon, etc. So I never watched fairy tales. But actually, I am against this very idea of a villain in the cartoon. Usually, kids form the audience of cartoons and children often imitate what they see. So, having a negative personality in cartoon shows can have a bad influence on the minds of kids. Well, my trio, I'm not saying that a point is not correct, but some people are of the opinion that because of a negative character, children are able to differentiate between good behavior and bad behavior. Don't you think so? Um, yes, this point makes sense as well. But still, I feel that cartoons should not have villains. Because there are many cartoons which do not have any villains, yet they are very popular among all age groups. Like Peppa Pig, SpongeBob SquarePants, Mickey Mouse, and my favorite, Tom and Jerry. Alright, alright. Enough about cartoons. Let's talk about television serials now. Many television series have villains which are way too cruel. Well, Sanskriti, I don't think logically that any person is a cruel. 
it's only the response of that person to a given situation which labels him as cruel but logic and television serials are never comparable the reason why they emphasize upon the vices of villains is because they think that the bad qualities of antagonist point out towards the good qualities of the protagonist for example in kasuti zindagi ke kamalika is a bad woman because she manipulates kidnaps emotionally abuses blackmails people etc and prerna is a good woman because she does not do all these things at all after watching the bad deeds of villains we start to develop a soft corner towards the heroes and the heroines exactly and the same logic applies to bollywood but unlike the television serials the antagonist character in films is very concrete it has clear motives a well defined personality and specific role in the development of the plot i believe that playing the villain is much more difficult than playing the hero shole film has the most iconic villain gabbar singh well shore itself is an iconic movie and the devil is no exception the other notable villains of bollywood are mogambo from mr india shakal from shan Laudin Khilji from Padmavat etc Ashutosh Rana Gulshan Grover Danny Danzongpa Prem Chopra Shakti Kapoor Nawazuddin Siddiqui are the most prominent actors who are known for playing negative roles in Bollywood not only movies tv shows and cartoons but villains are an interesting parts of novels also but i don't know why we somehow forget to acknowledge the worth intelligence and other virtues of the villains most of the stories end with the death or the defeat of the villains we can't accept the heroes to be dead can we well my theo this reminds me of an interesting anecdote in 1887 sir arthur conan doyle was tired of writing about sherlock he ended his character Sherlock Holmes was killed off in a battle with criminal mastermind Professor James Moriarty. This disappointed the readers a lot. People protested against this and by cancelling their magazine subscription, writing thread letters to the author, etc. They also wore black armbands in the memory of Sherlock. Canada had no option but to call for the return of Holmes. After resisting pressure for 8 long years, Canon finally finally reintroduced Holmes in 1903 in The Adventure of the Empty House. Imagine if people mourned similarly on the death of their favorite villains. In the gutters of the cities would flow with tears all the time. Since we are talking about novels, I recall Frankenstein. It is a science fiction. In that novel, there is a scientist named Frankenstein. It is an experiment on the dead body that ends up creating a monster out of the dead. Now, since it is a monster, it is obviously ugly. So people usually run away from him, including Frankenstein. The monster, on the other hand, does not understand what's happening around him. As he starts to understand things, he develops hatred towards Frankenstein. A creator always loves his creation unconditionally, even if the creation is not perfect. For example, a mother will always love her child even if it is retarded or ugly. Similarly, Frankenstein was also his creator and the monster did not expect this treatment from Frankenstein. 
he asked Frankenstein to create another monster like him who would live with him forever. Initially, Frankenstein agrees and starts the work, but later he realizes that both the monsters may harm the human race, so he refuses to do so. This triggers the monster's anger, and the monster decides to destroy the entire family of Frankenstein and make him suffer the grief of solitary life. He murders everyone who is related to Frankenstein. Frankenstein at the end commits suicide. So basically, the monster is villain, but while reading, our sympathy lies with him and Mary Shelley has portrayed his side so effectively that we don't even feel that the monster is villain. We tend to justify his unjust activities and this happens many times. While reading a book or watching a movie, we sympathize the antagonist, thinking that his motives are also rational. Very recently, I watched Breathe into the Shadows. There, the protagonist, Dr. Avinash Sabarwal, has split personality disorder and a split J is conspiring against him. Yes. Initially, we feel bad for Avinash, but as soon as J's motives are revealed, we are captured in a dilemma of whom to sympathize. J is also correct in his position and so is Avinash. Avinash. When we watch Badlapur, we feel the same about Raghav. Also, while watching Bajegar, we know that what Ajay Sharma is doing is wrong, immoral, unethical. But still, we end up justifying him after understanding his side of the story. Yes, the way Shah Rukh Khan has played Ajay Sharma in Bajegar is incomparable. It's epic. Shah Rukh Khan, the king of romance, has played negative roles in two more films, Dar and Anjam. Well, Shah Rukh Khan entered Bollywood as an actor who plays negative roles, and he is retired as the king of romance. He's an excellent example of nothing is permanent except for change. All right, coming back to our topic, this was how the antagonists. Antagonists are everywhere. Movies in the past, the present, and the future. I might be an antagonist in someone's life. Someone will be an antagonist in my life. Someone who was an antagonist yesterday might not be the today. And someone who is a sovereign might not be the same tomorrow. Nothing is permanent. Concrete characters are seen only in movies and books. Yes, Maitreya, you are right. In reality, our personality is dynamic. It evolves every single day, every single hour, and every single minute. And also, different people react to the same set of circumstances in different ways. A person might choose to take revenge from an abuser. The other might let that go, and the third one might harm himself. So, in this case, whom should we call the antagonist and whom the protagonist? Well, I think we should leave this question to our listeners, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, before we leave, let me remind you to check out our blog, Random Rights, and follow our Instagram page 